0: On the 4th of November 2010, the Nancy Bird Walton was flying from Singapore to Sydney. There were several large explosions. All of a sudden, the lives of 469 people were on a knife edge.
1: Hi, I'm Richard Fox and this is Messages of Hope. I can't imagine what goes through a passenger's mind when they see bits of aircraft flying past their window in mid-flight. There must be a sense of helplessness and a fear that things are out of your control. Do you ever feel on the edge, life slipping through your fingers? Here's Mark Dakey to talk about how the crew of Flight QF32 faced the catastrophic failure of their aircraft.
0: In September 2008, Qantas took delivery of its first Airbus A380. The aircraft was named the Nancy Bird Walton, in honour of one of Australia's great pioneering aviators. The A380 is the world's largest passenger plane, It incorporates some of the most sophisticated systems available and is regarded as one of the safest planes ever built. On the 4th of November 2010, the Nancy Bird Walton was flying from Singapore to Sydney. In the cockpit were a group of the most trained and experienced pilots working for an airline, with the reputation of being equal to the best pilots in the world. It was a fine day and the flight commenced routinely. However, things changed quickly as they passed through seven and a half thousand feet. There were several large explosions caused by an uncontained engine failure, the worst type of failure. The failure meant that engine parts had cut electrical wires, hydraulic and fuel lines. There were holes in the wing and fuselage and the flight controls on the left wing weren't working. Parts of the aeroplane were falling to the ground. All of a sudden, the lives of 469 people were on a knife edge. The A380's computer system takes readings from over 250,000 sensors and is designed to help the crew resolve problems as they occur. The problem was that there were too many problems to deal with. The captain and his crew had worked their way through over a 100 different faults and checklists when they realised they weren't making any real progress. Their predicament was so dire that if they kept going as they were, There was no way they were going to be able to deal with the situation and get the plane safely back on the ground. Captain de Crespigny decided they needed to think outside the square. Rather than work through the faults and deal with what was not working, which is how pilots are trained to deal with emergencies, they needed to determine what was working. Now this was radical thinking. They ignored the error messages. They started testing various systems and checking how the plane responded to different control inputs. They were able to calculate the distance required to land and devise a plan that would allow them to fly and land the plane back at Changi Airport. Several hours after the plane took off, the crippled QF32 was back on the ground. But the drama didn't end there, though. It took almost three hours to shut down number one engine as its control wires had been cut. One can imagine the joy and relief of the passengers and crew once they were safely back on the ground. Have you ever had a near disaster?
1: What saved you? We'd love to hear your story. You can share it with us on our Facebook page at Messages of Hope. That's Facebook Messages of Hope. Stay tuned for how to cope when things are going out of control. This is Messages of Hope and Mark Dakey has been talking about the near disaster of Flight QF32. We may not all experience close shaves like that but there are many moments in life where we can feel like we have no control. It may be a sudden illness, a relationship spiralling towards breaking up or a bad habit we can't beat. How do you cope when things fall apart and how can you get your feet back
0: on the ground? Back to Mark. In his book, Captain de Crespigny describes the scene as he walked away from the plane. It was crippled on the runway. It had significant damage to the wing. It was missing large parts of its number two engine. It had four burst tyres surrounded by firefighting foam and emergency response people. He commented, though, that despite what he saw, he looked back and felt nothing but admiration for a truly great aeroplane. In many ways, we are all in a similar situation to the 469 people aboard QF32. Our world is broken and our circumstances are dire. In our more reflective moments, we realize that we often don't do the things we want to and end up doing the things we don't want to. We somehow sense that we should be better, that there's something greater than ourselves that we should aspire to, but something stops us from being at our best all the time. Christians have a word for the thing that stops us from being able to do our best. The Bible calls it sin. Sin is more than just doing, thinking or saying the wrong thing. Sin actually separates us from the God who made us and it causes the breakdown of so many of our relationships. We're in a hopeless situation and it seems much of it is out of our control. Try as we might, we just cannot get things on track by ourselves. Fortunately, we don't need to get things back on track. God did that for us. That's the story we hear each year at Easter time. Like the passengers on flight QF32, we have a supremely capable captain. Christians call him God or Lord. His co-captain is Jesus Christ, and Jesus is the vital cog in God's salvage operation. You're listening
1: to Messages of Hope. There are times when no matter how hard we try, we just can't get things or relationships to work out how we'd like. Some things are simply out of our control. Just like the passengers on Flight QF32, there are times we need to rely on someone else. Stay tuned as later in the program I'll be offering a free booklet that offers hope when life is out of control. Here's Mark.
0: It's thought by many that the key to the best possible outcome for Flight 32 was that the crew changed their thinking so that they focused on what was working rather than on what wasn't. In some ways, there are similarities to the message we hear each Easter. Namely, it's while we were still estranged from God, while we were still broken and damaged, that God sent Jesus to die for us so that we could be rescued. God's plan for us was not conventional If God had followed the manual, he would have destroyed this world and its inhabitants a long time ago. That's what the natural order of the world says. Make a serious mistake and pay for it with your life. But because we are his creation, made in his image and loved by God, God had a plan for us. We always belong to God. Knowing that God has a rescue plan to save us from our mess reminds us how deeply committed God is to us, his people, When I consider that the God of the universe knows me so well and loves me so much that he would actually plan this out right at the beginning of creation, helps me approach life in a different way. Seen through the eyes of God's rescue plan, life is not random. It begins to make sense. We see our place in the world and our value, and that makes all the difference to how we live. The people on board Flight 32 felt a sense of relief and joy when they were safely back on the ground. Similarly, we can live our lives here on earth with relief and joy. Relief that we don't need to do the work to save ourselves. Joy that, despite our imperfections, Jesus will get us safely to our destination. Like the captain looking back at his plane on the runway at Changi Airport, God looks at us with nothing but love and admiration. For all our faults, thanks to Jesus, we belong to him and can live in his grace and forgiveness each day.
1: You're listening to Messages of Hope. For more information about how to cope when life is falling apart, go to messagesofhope.org.au, where you can order your free booklet, Where's God in All This? God promises to be with you through all of life's challenges. To order your free booklet, Where's God in All This?, go to messagesofhope.org.au or call 1 800 353 350. That's 1 800 353 350. I'm Richard Fox, a pastor of the Lutheran Church, where love comes to life. I hope you can join us again next week for another message of hope. Real hope for life's challenges.